Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. WQAD Podcast Network. Movers and shakers leading businesses, nonprofits, governments, and schools across the Quad City area, Illinois, and Iowa. How did they get started? What is their story? Their goals? Their advice for the next generation of the girl power movement? And now, here's your host for Wonder Women, News 8's Angie Sharp. Powerful women with powerful positions. This is the Wonder Woman podcast, a show dedicated to showing off all the girl bosses in our communities. My guest is Christy Ketchum-Jackson. She's the director of the Birdies for Charity program for the John Deere Classic. Welcome, Christy. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to talk to you, even if it has to be over the phone and not in person. But how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm. We're hanging in there, right? Aren't we? <laughs> we are. We're all um, in the middle of a lot of craziness and um, doing our jobs to try to um, help a lot of people right now. Yes, we are. We are getting through it. We are recording this podcast episode in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, of course, and that's something that's having a huge impact on the work that you do, right? Oh, yeah. So tell me a little well, bit about how this COVID-19 is impacting the John Deere Classic and, of course, your passion project, which is Birdies for Charity. Sure, you bet. Well, as everyone is probably aware by now, the tournament itself has been canceled, and that has required us to really change um, all of our processes. Uh, for the last probably four weeks or so, we've really been – kind of working with, um, instead of having one normal plan leading us up to tournament, and these are all of our processes, we've been really working off of three totally separate and different plans. One being a normal tournament is going to happen, and how does our Birdies for Charity program revolve around that, basically status quo. Another being our tournament moves forward, but we do not have fans, um, no spectators at the tournament, and how does that affect us? our financials, um, the processes involved in Birdies for Charity. And the third plan we've been operating on for the last few weeks is what if there is not a way to safely proceed with the John Deere Classic and what does that mean for our program? So it has been challenging moving uh, forward the last few weeks at a very normally busy time, but doing it abnormally under three different scenarios and trying to stay ahead of each of those. So that's, that's been quite challenging. Yeah, so I'd say that I'm sure that there's some relief knowing which plan you need to put into action now. And I don't think any of us were really shocked that the John Deere Classic was going to be canceled just because everything this summer has been canceled and we might as well just cancel summer, right? But I'm guessing it probably was really, really hard to finally hear that reality and hear that news. I know it was for me. Oh, it was was, um, really hard. It was definitely mixed emotions. I mean, for me, this has been 18 years, and my summers have been pretty much 100% um, <laughs> yeah. revolving over, around work. So it's kind of um, it's 
and and seeing many people that I've seen um, during that week for the last 18 years that are very, very special to me, and you don't see them other than that week, but it's kind of like rekindling friendships as, you, as if you never missed a beat. So there's that part of the sadness. Um, there is the kind of um, concern, stressed feeling side of mm-hmm. it of um, how, how do we address um, – 500 charities that all have questions about this. How do you manage that load? How do you manage the load of 20,000 donors that have questions about what does this mean for their donations? All those things have to be answered and, you know, you've got the the stress of that. But as you mentioned, the other side of it is relief. We we finally know and we can operate on one plan. We can finally answer the questions that are coming in and give people good information that they've been waiting for. So in the most um, significant side of things, it's been a relief to be able to just have an answer. Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point. Um, for those who are listening to this and don't understand what Birdies for Charity is, I know you always give us a great little synopsis of what exactly Birdies for Charity is and how it relates to the JDC. Sure. Well, um, we call the Birdies for Charity program um, the fundraising vehicle of the John Deere Classic. And as far as the John Deere Classic goes, our most important mission is um, raising money for charity. That That's our number one goal. Um, and you see what we do every year, and you're kind of through us, with us throughout that whole process of getting it done. Um, but the, it's really the fundraising vehicle of the John Deere Classic that allows us to bring millions to the community. Now, there is one component um, that pledges can come in as whatever amount people want or based on the number of birdies that will be scored at the John Deere Classic. We call those penny pledges. So people may pledge one cent per birdie scored, two cents per birdie scored. And that number is not tabulated until the end of the John Deere Classic. So a a penny pledge might be about, it's usually right around $20. So obviously we had to think that through. This year we're taking all of those that are already in our system and have to go back in and modify all of those. And every penny pledged will be changed to $20. A 10 cent pledge will be changed to $200, that type of thing. So um, yeah, that's been very interesting. That as well as as many other things that have had to be um, modified going forward. And this program, I mean, it's grown so much since you took it over and started working mm-hmm. with the program 18 years ago. Um, how much has it changed in nearly two decades? I know personally what's happened in, you know, the last 10 years that I've been kind of working with you guys. But what's happened sure. in the last two decades? Um, all very, very good things. Um, I can remember when I first started, uh, the goal at that time was, um, we want to raise a million dollars. We want this to be a million dollar program. And I think people thought then that, you know, that's a great goal. We're going to be really excited when we raise a million dollars. And I think most people thought, and that's about where we'll level, we'll level off. Obviously, as you've seen, that has not happened. We haven't leveled off. We've continued to grow to the tune of $13 million last year. So it's been, um, so exciting to see that, um, obviously rewarding to see that, um, but with that growth, um, that's where most of our challenges lie, is with the growth of the program. Um, you know, it, when I first began 18 years ago, there were many less donors and less charities participating. Um, now, with so much growth, it's how do we continue to keep up with the extra um 
you know, kind of the um, si- the side piece of all the um, assistance that people need and support that people need and questions that people have. So that's really been the most challenging part, but um, that's a very good problem to have when you look at where we mm-hmm. are right now. Yeah, it's an it's an exciting challenge, and I mean, it's, it's a reputation to uphold as well, right? I mean, these charities kind of count on Birdies for Charity probably this year more than ever before, and our community, you know, looks at Birdies for Charity, and the PGA Tour looks at our Birdies for Charity program, right? What's the statistic that we always share every year? Uh, number one in dollars per capita raised for charity, um, and then I think that's the one you're referring to. Yeah. Um, and then overall, um, aside from per capita and any look at the number of um, residents in a community, when you compare us to most PGA tours being in very, very large cities, um, we're number th- pretty much always around number three overall. Right. So we... We um, stand up very tall against some very large cities that have so much of a larger population than we do. So we're we're very proud of that. Um, you know, you mentioned the the standards that we feel we need to keep up with and the expectations. Um, and I would say the most important side of that is we so value our um, our title sponsor, John Deere and the John Deere Foundation that make everything we do possible, as you know. And our, um, I guess, sense of responsibility to them is huge. And for me, that's probably the most important driving force. I mean, I look at a title sponsor like that, and I say um, everything that comes through this office has got to be right and has got to look professional. And we can't have errors. And as we know, that's that's not possible. We're dealing with humans sending in pledge forms and humans entering those pledge forms. So perfection is not always possible, but problems have to be solved and addressed. And in the end, things have to be right. And the sense of obligation we have to our title sponsor, I would say first and foremost, is, um, you know, we owe it to them to do things in a, a certain way that brings only good things to our community. Um, so that's, in my opinion, the biggest um, sense of obligation. Yeah, absolutely. And you are, you know, the leader of this team of people that do all of this great work. So especially, I mean, every year, but especially this year, how do you, as a woman leader, but as a leader, stay motivated, stay focused, and continue being that role model for your team? Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have lost my mind a few times during this process. <laughs> That's okay. You're much... just being realistic. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, your honesty. Yeah. Well, in, in all honesty, I, I pretty much do that a few times every year because things just get to a level of intensity and so much coming at you um, normally leading up to the John Deere Classic that, um, you know, there's just a lot of um, amped up energy and um trying to keep up with things that are landing on your desk faster, faster than you can get through any of them. Um, mm-hmm. So in a, in a perfect year, um, there's always that. But, um, you know, how can you not feel motivated when you look at the results we have every year when you, um, for the most part, get so much positive feedback? I mean, this year we have asked 500 charities that participate 
to print their own pledge forms for the safety of oh, yeah. social distancing. Because usually they get the big form. Yeah, the pamphlet. Right. They, usually they they come to an event at John Deere and they start picking them up, but many don't come that day. We have a constant flow in and out of our office of people um, picking up pledge forms and touching things. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in a, yeah. a world of social distancing and concern about a virus, that's not possible this year in a way that will keep everybody safe, um, probably first and foremost, a staff of eight people that are exposed to would-be 500 people or more. Um, so that's all had to be done differently. And it's very motivating when, despite asking our charities to do something um, new and different this year, that is something on the, a responsibility on their end that we normally take on, we're getting emails from these people saying we're happy to do that thank you so much for going forward with the program in this difficult time and that's really motivating when you get people that we get it and we're going to benefit from this and we're going to step up and do what we need to do as a charity um, so that we all can be successful that's a great motivator yeah i think that it really shows what our community is all about right people stepping up when we need to, um, when we want to, to make sure that things like this can continue to be a success. Absolutely. I mean, we are recognized, have been recognized pretty much on a yearly basis by the PGA Tour um, in comparison to other PGA Tours. We've been recognized as the most engaged community, the tournament with the most engaged community, to the tune that I believe they retired that award because we get it every year. So <laughs> I believe last I year we, they Take said, that. okay, we're done with this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, it is a very engaged community that really, um, they value the charities that are using Birdies for Charity, first and foremost. They know that when they put their pledges through Birdies for Charity, they're going to be handled properly. They're going to, the money is going to get there where they want it to go. And on top of that, their charities are going to receive a bonus. So they're going to receive extra from that John Deere Classic bonus contribution that we give them all. Yeah, yeah, that is a really, really cool thing. Um, one thing that I, I've noticed about your John Deere Classic leadership team is it seems to be very equal between men and women. And I'm not sure if that's similar with tournaments, golf tournaments all around, but I would think that this is kind of more of a, I mean, it's a male-dominated sport, obviously. Right. Uh, do you find that, you know, your team very equal, diverse? Do you feel that that's that way around the country? Do you do, do you think about that ever, that, you know, um, you are a woman leader in this kind of male-dominated industry? I do, and I've thought about that a lot over the years, Um, you know, and I'm sure, um, you know, I hate to get into anything negative, but I'm sure we've all seen situations where maybe, okay, the the males in these same roles are kind of the expectations are different, that they're treated a little bit differently, and personally, and I've said this to a few people over the years, I feel like as a woman in a leadership role, you you have to do a little bit more. You um you don't want um anyone thinking you're difficult because you're a difficult woman. Mm-hmm. Whereas a male can uh you know, I've seen can be more strong um strongly spoken, I guess, outspoken yeah. and more vocal and and speak more um strongly and not be called a bad word. Mm-hmm. Um that's not always the truth with with in this situation with women, but we have to do that because our outcome has got to be strong 
or, you know, we want to prove that women are just as um, strong in a leadership role as any men. Um, and I like to think stronger in many cases because we have a little bit more pressure on us to prove mm-hmm. that um, we are strong and we can do this and we're not going to let things slip through the cracks. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's motivating all, it's all in good. itself. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely is. So but I, I want to thank you. I will just say here, um, speaking of that, here at the John Deere Classic, I mean, obviously, I'm in a leadership role, and we've got other females in leadership roles here, and and our management and our board have been, um, I mean, it's, whether you're male or female doesn't matter. It's what job can you do, and what can you bring to the table, and what we can continue to see you bring to the table year after year, so the equality I see in our office is amazing. I mean, there is no difference difference here in our office. Where I've ever seen differences have maybe been been elsewhere. You know, if you're sitting at a meeting yeah. where someone that's at a lower level than you, uh, who is a male, you're handed a notepad and asked to take notes right, versus right. someone else. And that is really outside of, of this organization. And I'm that's the reason I'm here after 18 mm-hmm. years is I'm I'm looked at as you know, um, a, a leader, and it doesn't matter if I'm male or female. Yes, about outcomes, not organs. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, Christy, <laughs> tell, before Birdies for Charity, just tell me a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? What were you doing before you took on this position? Sure. Um, I actually worked for a pharmaceutical company before I took on this really? position. Yes. I, I mean, I didn't actually sell pharmaceuticals. I, I sold <laughs> nutrition support products, feeding tubes, feeding pumps, feeding formulas. Oh, okay. And a lot of that involved public speaking. Um, that's where the similarities come. You would think I'm just selling, I'm selling a product, but <laughs> it was a lot of um, public speaking and a lot of client support. That's where there's a lot of similarities with what I have now. As far as where I grew up, I grew up here in the Quad Cities. Um, I my family is is still here. My father was a mayor for for 16 years, and also I didn't know that. Yeah, he was, and also a past chairman of the John Deere Classic oh, back in the 90s. Cool. And he's still involved to this day. He's long retired and still involved. And I think most people that are volunteers and certainly staff, um, they know him and they. Um, you know, he's he's still a part of it, and that's probably where my first interest came as a volunteer with the tournament, doing nothing important at all. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just it's been kind of in my family and in my upbringing for for a long time. Oh, that's so cool! I didn't know about that background. I love that. Yeah. Are you going to be mayor one day? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm going to be living on a sailboat someday and having no stress in my life. That's yeah. that's my next job. Speaking of which, I want you to quickly talk about your other passion, which is sailing. I think this is such a cool thing. I get to see you at the very end of the Birdies for Charity season when we get to reveal how much money was raised. And then usually it's like the next day you're taking off for this amazing sailing trip. So just tell me just a little bit about that. I just love this about you. Oh, thank you. Um, well, yeah, my husband and I are sailors, and we sail um, uh, one thing, a sailboat on Lake Michigan most summers. We're probably not going to be doing that this year, um, mm-hmm. but normally summers we'll go up there and we sail up there. Um, we also keep a sailboat in Florida, um, and we um, spend any free time we have in the non-warm months um, sailing uh 
around Florida for the most part. This particular past year, I was lucky enough um, that the tournament gave me a chance to take a, an unpaid leave of absence, and my husband and I took three months and sailed down to the Bahamas and spent about two and a half months sailing around the Bahamas. Wow. Um, that was um, uh, life-changing, really. It was also the the probably the happiest and certainly the most relaxed I've ever felt. <laughs> um, we left on that trip knowing that um, we'd worked hard here in this office to have everything done so that I could come back um, April 1st and we have nothing to worry about. It's all ready to go. Well, that didn't end up that way. <laughs> Obviously, everything changed. Jokes but, on you. Um, yeah, exactly. But you're so right. How, that is my that passion. And, yeah. <laughs> but I was lucky to have that opportunity to do that. And, I, you know, I definitely plan to do that again. And I plan to do things like that for the rest of my life as long as my husband and I are, are physically able. So that's what um, recharges my battery. And that's what gets me... Um, able to tackle the next the next task that maybe isn't so easy um, in a work situation. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so now it's time to ask our most important questions on this podcast, Christy. First and foremost, what is a Wonder Woman to you? Oh my gosh, um, <laughs> what is a Wonder Woman? Can I say who is a Wonder Woman? Of course. Okay, um, the first thing that pops into my mind when you say who is a wonder, what is a Wonder Woman, is I picture the three other women here in my office. Mm. And I mean, I, I'm getting choked up <laughs> thinking about this, actually. But um, so we've got three great women here in this office that all should be sitting right here with me. <clears throat> One of them is Jen Kress. Mm -hmm. And she she's is amazing. She's amazing. She manages all the programs that have to do with our bonus fund. All of our charities receive a bonus every year. There's a lot of small events, fundraising activities, and large events, and donors that, deal, that donate specifically to that fund that she deals with to grow that fund every year. She manages that fund every year so that all of our charities can get at least a 5% bonus. Mm -hmm. Then we've got Ashley Hansen. She is Woo! our Director of Communications. <laughs> you know her. You love her. Yeah, she's great. Um, she's great. And she, every year, communicates... Uh, facilitates our communication with thousands of volunteers and this year in particular with 500 charities that have more questions than ever and need more information than ever because everything has changed with all of our donors that need more information and have more questions. I mean, of all years that communication is key, it's this year and we, if we couldn't put out good communication pieces to minimize our need to talk to 500 charities and 20,000 donors that we would have five people sitting here every day just talking to all of those people with all of their questions unless we put out these great communication pieces, which she does. And then finally, the third um, in our great team is Michaela Booth. Um, she's, mm -hmm. I'm going to hand you my right arm. She's my right <laughs> arm. Um, she basically does everything that I do now. She's really the my sidekick in managing all of the day-to-day -day operations of Birdies for Charity, dealing with every question, problem, everything that comes in here. And I know her goal is the same as mine. Everything that comes across our desk, it's got to be right. And she puts as much emphasis on that as I do. And as someone that's only been with the tournament for a few years now, um, I th I'm going to say she's maybe around four years, but she um, she 
I can see every day that she wants to learn something. And when she asks me a question, she doesn't just want to know the answer. She wants to know why. And we've got a great relationship because she puts value into understanding everything about the Birdies for Charity program and how to continue to run it in the best way we can. Those are my Wonder Women. And when you ask me what is a Wonder Woman, those three pop into my head because I work with them every day. And they're all amazing. Well, and I love that. And I appreciate that you use people because I think it's so important for women to have role models to look up to even right. if they're younger than them or the same age as them or do a totally different job than them. Um, it's not just about the qualities of a Wonder Woman, but as long as we have those examples all around us and you clearly do, you're surrounded by them, I think that makes us better Wonder Woman right. ourselves. Right, and they all are younger than me, I will say, and I do look up to everyone. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I'm saying it. They're younger than me for sure, and they amaze me every day. Uh, finally, Christy, what's your advice for the next generation of the Girl Power Movement, all those women who are younger than you <laughs> and younger than me? Sure, sure. Um, I would say the, the number one thing is um, be excited about what you do. If you're not, you're probably not in the right profession. Um, I'm pretty lucky with where I am. I told you I came from a pharmaceutical company. So this is kind Mm -hmm. of, um, you know, until you hear really the day-to-day things I did, this is kind of an odd transition. But I had a good feeling about it from the beginning. And um, I was fired up about it from the beginning. I couldn't have gone through the things I've gone through here the last 18 years unless I was fired up about it and excited about it. And felt good about the results um, every every year. Yeah, amen about that. I love that. Do what you love, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, Christy, thank you so much for being one of our Wonder Women and joining me. Thank you very much. Yes, you are the best, and good luck this year. And, of course, I cannot wait until next year's the 50th playing of the John Deere Classic. Right. We all look forward to that. Thank you so much. Of course. You're welcome. Well, that does it for this month's episode. You can find more information about all our Wonder Women on WQAD.com. And I'm also including very important information about the Birdies for Charity program in my story on Christie. So be sure to look for that. Find out ways you can help and get involved. Just click the podcast tab at the top of our homepage and you'll find it right there. Ladies out. You have been listening to the WQAD Podcast Network. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented... They'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.